grow big red. No. <laughs> Boy the rock. Boy the rock. But who do you like more? What? Boiler up or go big red? Go big red. No. Yeah, I like That's go my girl. Big red. <laughs> Boiler down, poop, poop. <laughs> Big Red Junkies. Day by day, day by day, he is better and better. He is better and better. He is Uh, it's similar to the cap, no cap that all the kids are talking about these days. Uh, we were talking about whether or not something was a pipe dream <laughs> earlier. And so, uh, yeah, to go ahead and start it out, we've got this this nice theme song that Jed found for us. <laughs> um, it's a it's about pipe, I guess. Um, some of you might know it. I'm, I'm not sure. So, Jed, <laughs> this weekend, Nebraska faces off. Against the vaunted Purdue Boilermakers. Mm-hmm. New coach, is it a pipe or no pipe situation? Pipe dream or no pipe? Nebraska wins big. Uh, that's a pipe dream. Pipe dream. Absolutely. That's pipe. Why? Total. Because we don't score enough points to win big. Fair enough. I mean, it's... God. It, I mean... It, yeah. Fair enough. Prove it. Fair if Matt was sitting here, he'd say that exact same thing. He'd throw his head back and he'd go, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> no, definitely definitely pipe. Pipe or no pipe, Heinrich Harburg throws a touchdown this weekend. Uh, well, that'd be no pipe. I'm not counting on it because the weather is going to be shitty, but that's not a pipe dream, no. Fair enough. Pipe or no pipe, we make it through the entire Husker broadcast this weekend without hearing any reference to Michigan and their videotaping or their sign stealing. Are you talking uh, the radio broadcast or the TV broadcast? Either one. Um, well, I would say no pipe because I want as many references as possible because I just laugh hysterically at the uh, complete implosion of the of the three brain cells that Michigan fans still have left. So you're saying it's a pipe dream that we would make it through without hearing about it? <laughs> no, I, I want to hear as many references as possible. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. They just lose their fucking shit. Oh, and yeah. it's glorious. <laughs> Last one. Pipe or no pipe. Nebraska scores more than 30 points this week. Oh, God. Lay that pipe <laughs> as hard as you possibly can. That is, come on, man. Like, get, I don't even, seriously, I don't even need to say He it. says, come on, man. That's all he gives me. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, this segment will be, it, this segment will be cleaned up a lot more uh, as we, as we get going along, but <laughs> I thought it'd be a fun little thing to add in. Jumping into the Purdue preview here, man. Uh, do you want to start with uh, offense or defense? Uh, I got I got more on offense than I do on defense, but you know I don't feel like their defense is that good. Uh, their defense their defense is building. I, I'll phrase it that way. Well, he's a defensive coach. That's what I'm saying. Um, he's got really good uh, s- secondary, which 
plays a factor considering how he was, uh, how good his secondary was at Illinois uh, the last couple of years. They've got one guy, well, both their safeties are leading the team in tackles. Um, one of them, I believe, is a true freshman. He's just dominating. Um, and according to some recruiting stuff that I, I listened to a Purdue podcast today, they were saying how they've got some really good uh, defensive back recruits that are. I heard they were also saying some funny shit about yeah, Nebraska. As far as, I mean, they, they did a really good job of breaking down Purdue. They did a horrible job by, by breaking down Nebraska because they called uh, Harburg more of a pocket passer. That's, that's what you're telling me. And I was like, um, have you watched a game? <laughs> like even for thirty seven seconds, if he was just a pocket passer, he'd have to go down as the worst quarterback oh. in the history of history. Wow. Yeah, I was. I but anyway, I back to I, they had. They were excited about some linebackers they have coming in. No, or, defensive backs. Defensive backs. So, like I said, they're, they're building a secondary. They've got good a good secondary, and you know at least a <laughs> decent one right now. Um, but they're they're a younger team that is also has a young coaching staff that. They're they're like I said. I think the best way to phrase it is they they could be building something. They didn't have a crap ton left over when Brom left. No, no, a lot a lot of them left. Some of them left with him, but a lot left. The pieces he know. wanted, I think, went yeah. with him for yeah. sure. Yeah, but they're also playing a different style of ball than what he was playing. Yeah. So I, it, it's it's a transition for them. Um, I guess that was more also one of the words that I was looking for for just the whole team in general. It's it's good transition and i think what they're doing is pretty good i mean they're they haven't looked terrible this year they just haven't come out on wins i mean no i don't think they've looked terrible yeah but what <clears throat> you put away that illinois game i i kind of just did the key the key plays through mm-hmm. their first five you put away the illinois win they really didn't look good in any of them no they looked serviceable they looked like a lower end big 10 team it wasn't like they were you know bottom barrel power five like colorado was last year they look like, like a team with a first year head coach they do not just a first year head coach, a first time head coach. They the, look. They, that's what the team that they look like. The thing that I struggle with talking about, you know, giving them the pass because it's a first year head coach. We also have a first year head coach, but we have an experienced head coach. True. I, that's why I'm saying it's not just a first year head coach at Purdue. He's this figuring the, stuff out along. This the way. is the first time he's ever been a head coach, and he's also that's a fair. younger guy in general. Um. So, I mean. I'd give him a pass because it's also Purdue, and I'm not trying to be like the whole high and mighty Nebraska fan or anything like that. But previous to Brom, Purdue has been Purdue, and that hasn't been very I mean, good. Purdue was still Purdue when Brom was there, some too. A couple. Of he times, was better than they should have been. Exactly for, for a few years. I mean, he took them to the the uh, well, and they got a little help, but still, they made it to the Big Ten championship game last year. So you can't take that away from them. I you mean, beat Ohio State a couple times. So crushed Ohio State's playoff chances in one year. So it's it's kind of. I've I've always been high on Ryan Walters, even when he got hired at Illinois. So uh, you, I, you started talking about him then. You're I like, think this guy's not going to be there long. I think that he could do some stuff at Purdue, however long he stays. I don't know. Um, he clearly still hates Nebraska from his days at Colorado, <laughs> which honestly, Dude. which honestly, I liked. I liked it. I know I liked it too, but it was like in a normal way. Exactly, this wasn't like a. This wasn't like a Deion Sanders. Oh, it's personal. Now. It wasn't an ego trip. He wasn't. He wasn't calling out anybody. No. He wasn't he's like. He's like, yeah, I grew up hating Nebraska. I still hate Nebraska. I hate the N. I hate the color. I hate it all. I grew up hating Nebraska. I played at Colorado. I played against Nebraska. Well, I didn't know I stuff. played at Colorado. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. Yeah, he played against us, I think, twice. Um, so, yeah, no, it's understandable. It's not a fake 
hatred. <laughs> yeah. It's not a made It's a up- rivalry hatred. Yes. It's not some stupid personal yes. bullshit. So, like, yeah, I I watched that video of him at the, his press conference saying how he hates the color red and he hates that block in on the helmet. And I was like, you know what? I like it because that's that's rival. Like you said, that's rivalry talk. It's that's normal ri- rivalry talk. Yes. Yes. Give us, give us a couple bulletin pieces. It doesn't have to be some, like, oh, drawn out media spectacle every time. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so on the defense, is there anybody that you think we should be looking out for? Like I said, the they two, have a top unit. The two safeties at Thieneman and Kane, they they come down and hit people hard. Thieneman specifically is a hard, hard hitter. So back to back weeks, we're going to be looking at hard hitting defense, just like just like Northwestern. Quite was. possibly, yeah. I mean, it's and and there we've seen the Ryan Walters defense at Illinois. And granted, there may or may not be better. Well, actually, there. I mean, obviously, there was better talent in the secondary at Illinois than Purdue currently has. But as far as the whole team in general, it's an attacking defense. Rule talked about it. They, they, they're going to come after you. So how talented they are, and then you add in how beat up we are on offense, you know, it's not the best recipe in the world, but I still have confidence that we're going to be able to be okay. He talked a little bit about some of those guys that are coming up on their opportunity because they are redshirting and we don't want to burn them on a redshirt mm-hmm. just because. But do you think we see some more of those guys, especially like on the line this week? I was talking to uh, a guy I work with, Mailman Todd, and he was he sent me a message about, you know, getting in some of the younger guys with us. On, or he talked about the the value of the rest of our schedule not being all that tough and getting in a lot of guys. I was like, yeah, you know, Bare minimum, I know it's five games, but some of these guys that haven't even gotten into one, you can piecemeal something together to get them those four games to <clears throat> preserve their red shirt. Because they can basically play four games, four games, but they can they they and the bowl game does not count, by the way. So how does it work? Like how does that work as far as like, let's say they came in for one play or one That's series, one game. it counts as a game period, just like Jeff the Jeff Sims situation. He's played in three games. That one play Period. counts as a game. Yep. Jesus. Okay. It's not a percentage of games. It's not a percentage of snaps, anything else like that. If you Makes go sense. into the game, you played that game. Makes sense. So, you know, it's it's funny. Would any of us at the beginning of the year... Well, okay, I'll say it for myself because I know you, you're usually overconfident. And, hell, Matt said 11-1. and one, And... If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that, let's just say we win this game against Purdue, going into November, we have a legitimate shot at winning the Big Ten West, I'd say, get the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up. You're dumb. Go away. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'd literally just shut down the conversation and I would just go on about my life. I'd call you a hater or something of like that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> We'd laugh and move on. Absolutely. But it's true. Now, in the moment, it's true. If we had these injuries that we have right now, after say week two, we would we'd be like we don't have a fucking prayer of ma- even making six games. I'm not even talking about winning the West just to get to six games. If all these injuries happen in week two, we'd be like, there's no chance in hell we get to a bowl game. See, I don't know if that's true though, because you look. I'm at- saying that's what we'd be saying because oh, it's yeah, so yeah, early yeah. in the season. Okay, that's, I got you. I that's gotcha, what I'm gotcha. saying. What now? Now the injuries happen. We're not at six games yet. But it's still a possibility. Oh, yeah. So it's like, granted, majority of that 
is because of how bad the schedule is, but still, it's a possibility. Well, the other side of it is, I realize we're losing a bunch of guys. We've lost a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, there's there's something to be said about the way that the freshmen that have played so far are playing. And there's nothing saying that the guys that are sitting back there right now won't play the same way. Because there's been guys, just like what you talked about last week, or on the recap with, you know, you said if Piper's down for, for long term, he's not great. He can be replaced, and what's his name? Justin Evans Jenkins. Justin Evans Jenkins coming in for he's him. A good player. Is really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if he's redshirt freshman or true freshman. Redshirt freshman. So we're looking at him being able to step in and potentially play where I think there was a lot of, you know, at, at Temple and at Baylor, rule was, he even made mention of it in his press conference, I didn't have buy-in there from the older guys. Mm-hmm. They, weren't, they weren't playing the way that I wanted them to play. They weren't doing things the way that I wanted them to he do. Was forced to play And so guys. I was forced to play the younger guys. It wasn't that I came in and just said, well, F you guys, I'm bringing my guys. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't do that. And when he came in here and he got the buy-in, he got the he got the belief and the heart and the push and the I'm going to do it your way, coach, from these older guys. He had to play him. He felt like he had to play him, and it also gave an opportunity for some of those guys to sit back and and get some practices in and reps under their belt to try and you know have the game come to them. And he referenced Malachi Coleman and how you know this is kind of his touchdown catch. I I, lo- I love how he got one catch in the game. And they're like, see this this game. This is just a a sign of his progress yeah. and him coming along. It's like, well, he's kind of forced into the situation. And to my knowledge, it's the first time you've ran this play for him. So, Well, and, and other people, I heard comments, fans and stuff, they're like, oh, we saw in the Northwestern game how how well Malachi Coleman can be. It's like, it was one it was play. One, it was one play. And it's great. We're not taking anything away from that he's one play. He's fast as shit, and I hope but they call was, more plays for him like that. But it that. was one play. Let's, yeah. let's back it down, just a touch. Like, yeah. it doesn't make... It doesn't make him balls, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. Of all like, the balls that Harburg has thrown that distance in yeah. this season, that's maybe one of two that have gotten to the within 10 yards of where they yeah. need to be. Yeah. Um, but onto their offense, is there anything on their offensive side that's like super exciting? Their quarterback situation's kind of meh, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Hudson Card is good, um, but it's like... The the big thing is they have nobody behind him. Is he so is he like more whatever. traditional or is he dual threat guy? He's I wouldn't say he's a threat to run. He can run. I wouldn't say that it's something that they want him to do very often. Uh and I'm looking at the wrong team here. I was just getting ready to look at his, <laughs> my bad. I uh for some reason, I he's thrown the ball a shit ton more this year than yeah. than he, what we've seen. He's got twenty six yards rushing. Now, granted, a lot of that can be scrambles and whatever. Well, sacks, taking yards off, and all that stuff. So you know, whatever. But uh, he's much more of a passer than he is a runner. So yeah, he's thrown the ball around a lot, but he's a sixty percent passer. He's just kind of I I think you said it. He's meh. You know, he's not the worst thing in the world, but he's not great either. His QBR average on the on the season is forty nine. So he he's battled a handful. He's great. battled a handful of injuries the last couple of weeks. Um, he's probably going to be. I mean, he's probably going to be the most healthy he's been since the beginning of the year coming. But they've already said he game. is going to play in this game. Oh right? gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that's not because I know that last week prior to us prior to last weekend they were talking. You know, Purdue might not even have their starting yeah. quarterback when they play us. Yeah. 
Um, they they are going to get probably. It sounds like I nothing has been confirmed yet. It sounds like they're going to get their backup running back who does play Tyrone Tracy. He'll be back from a groin injury more than likely. Uh, they have the Devin Mockaby running back who ran for like 170 something yards against us last year. So, I mean, he was he was that walk-on story that literally I think it was like with the first thing Ryan Walters did when he got hired is he gave him a scholarship. Oh, that's the kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I'm putting a face to the face of the story. Yeah. But uh, but they also have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. They had uh, three big offensive line injuries. One of them's out for the year. Two of them might be available for this game, but they're day-to-day. So even if they do come back, they might be a little sketchy as far as whether it's a little bit of rust or also still kind of injured. Who knows? Um, That's going to be big going up against our defensive line. Yeah. So They play like they did last week, man. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing is our defensive line stayed fully healthy last week. And, 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 added a piece. and the offensive philosophy, Purdue, is literally almost exactly <laughs> 50-50 run pass so far on the season. It's within like five or six plays that their run pass ratio is. So they're going to do both. They don't necessarily do both or either one, you know, great. But the, again, well, I mean, this Maccabee's averaging damn near five yards a carry, 4.6 yeah. a carry. I'd love to see us ding that number. This he's, week he him. struggled at the beginning of the year, but he's gotten a lot better. It's, it, you know, I, I'd messaged, uh, there's a guy that, uh, I met through the radio shows uh, who lives down in Lincoln. He's a Purdue grad. Everybody knows him as Greg in Lincoln. And about a week and a half ago, I te- I sent him a message on uh, Twitter saying, hey, can you give me, every, every single year when we play Purdue, I always send him a message, hey, can you give me some insight? And whatever. He goes, "What?" like the first thing that he said was, they're just like every other Big Ten West team. And then he started going into all these things. And I was like, yeah. That is literally every single Big Ten West team. Yeah. They do a couple of things good. They do a couple of things terrible. The things that they do in the middle, they literally do in the middle. And yeah, we'll just kind of see what happens. Yeah. So I, it's kind of, it's almost like what I said last week when we did the uh, second half preview. And I was just like, and you were asking, you know, game by game, who, what, which ones do we lose? Which ones do we win? I'm like, depends on which team shows up. And that's not just with Nebraska. It's with our opponents. Depends on which Purdue team shows up. Yeah. And week to week, we don't know which Nebraska team is going to show up, and the Purdue fans don't know which Purdue fan team is going to show up. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Well, the, the one thing that, that we makes for mentioned... That makes for terrible, like, podcasts, you know, getting information, but it's true. It's just... Uh, oh, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> You look at you look at what this uh, Maccabee's done as far as running the ball. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it's going to get interesting for us because, like you said, he wasn't that good coming on in the beginning of the year. No, looks like he dealt with an injury at some point in the yes. Wisconsin game because uh, he only had four carries for twenty six yards in that game. Mm-hmm. But against uh, Illinois, he ran at fourteen for sixty seven. Against Iowa, he got twenty carries for eighty nine yards. He still averaged four and a half. Yeah, against that Iowa uh, defense, and it it wasn't like he was on a long run because he only had his longest was ten. Yeah. Um, but then against Ohio State, who we just saw them absolutely defensively dominate Penn State, a better running team. Yep. Uh, he got 110 yards for 18 carries, 6.1 average with a long of 21. Yeah. So he's he's a pretty good running back, it looks like. He's going to be difficult for us to stop. It. He it, is. It, it, that seems like that's probably where they're going to go on offense. Yeah. Um, 
He's you know, the, he's their weapon on offense. I mean, it's I'd love to say that uh, one of their receivers is a huge weapon, but I'd only like to say that because we share the same last name, Burks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's not terrible. He's their leading receiver. He's not terrible, but he's not like anything. In, in anything comparison like, to our leading receiver, Billy Kemp, who has twenty-one receptions well, yeah. for two hundred sixteen yards and is no longer available. Yeah. He has one touchdown. Uh, Burks has 27 receptions, so only five more receptions, but for 418 yards, 200 more yards, 202 more yards, yeah. and four touchdowns. Yeah. No, four, five touchdowns. Four more me. touchdowns. Yeah, four more touchdowns. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, I'd say there's a, there's a significant difference in the two uh, receiving cores, at least as far as what we've seen so far. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still only averaging 50, 59 yards a game receiving, sure. so it's not like... You know, it's the most dynamic thing. I mean, what they've been used to with guys like David Bell and stuff like that, who were getting, you know, over 100 yards a game easily without even thinking about it. It's not what they're used to, but they also don't necessarily have the quarterback system and the offense that they are used to is either. So, yeah, again, it, they run a 50-50 offense right now. I don't know for sure if this is the offense that they really want to want, run, kind of like the Nebraska situation where – we don't believe that the offense that we're seeing today is actually the offense that Satterfield and Rule truly want to run long term. I don't know what Purdue's situation is right now as far as their offense, again building. Yeah, but uh, right now, where their coordinator come from? Their offensive coordinator? I uh, I didn't look at that one. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. You're good. Uh, no, no, no. Remember, he's the he's Graham Harrell. He's oh the yeah 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 Mike Leach guy. Yeah yeah yeah. Sorry. I, the uh, it just came to the me. one thing that we haven't mentioned that I think is worth mentioning at least. This is their coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. They got absolutely drubbed by Ohio State, forty-one to seven, and then they had a week off. Mm-hmm. How much do you think? You know, we talked a little bit about how it's been so long since Nebraska entered a bye on a win on a high note, and then we then we won following it up. How much do you think it, it, it will affect them that they got absolutely beat down prior to this bye? I think it would have affected them more if it would have been if we would have been playing them a week later, and not just not just getting beat down in the scoreboard. You play a team like Ohio State and you just get beat down on the field, physic- physically yeah. beat down. You have to go back on and the next week. You know, people talk about it all the time. Hell, we talked about it with the Michigan game and then going into the Illinois game. Is Michigan going to beat us twice, especially on a short week with no playing shit. Illinois? You know. Everybody's always worried about that with the big boy programs where you say, don't let this team beat you twice. You know, I'd be more comfortable if if we had played them the week after they played Ohio State and got their ass kicked. Having that week off, you can not only get physically healed, but mentally you can heal and you can just move on. Hell, Nebraska almost kind of did that when they got their ass kicked by Michigan and they're just like... I don't want to say that the team was thinking, well, the whole season that well, we're just going to lose that Michigan game anyway. So who they care? Who cares what the outcome is? I don't want to say that about competitors in general because I also don't. even though we already kind of did, at least I did. But I just don't want to believe that. So whether <laughs> whether it's true or not, pipe dream or no know, pipe dream, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you can also sit there and be like, I'm not going to let this loss beat me up because. You know what? It's fucking Michigan. It's Ohio State. They're two of the best teams in the country. Let's just move forward. 
technically speaking, I mean, they would like to make a bowl game too. They still have Michigan coming up later on the season. Purdue does. And if they win four of their five, so obviously excluding Michigan, then they can make a bowl game at six and six. So they still have something to play for as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, no, no disrespect to Nebraska. It's not like the rest of their schedule is really all that tough outside of Michigan either. No. Michigan, so, and then they've got Minnesota, Northwestern, and Indiana. Exactly. So, And two of those are at home. If I'm a Purdue fan, again, no disrespect to Nebraska, but I'm looking at Nebraska not being that great of a team either. I'm looking at that going, we have a shot at making a bowl game. Yeah. I'm not saying it's likely. No. But we have a shot just, at making a bowl game. Do you think... Do you, <clears throat> This kind of feels like a back-to-back Northwestern week to me. Purdue kind of feels like Northwestern this year. I think they're better than Northwestern, but... Think so? I do. I I do. I mean... What makes you think that? Their record doesn't show it. Talent. Well, but yeah, but who are they playing? I mean... I, I, I think they are better. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out when they play each other in a couple of weeks, yeah. but... Again, three weeks again. Yeah. Again with the Big Ten West, do we really know yeah, who's, who's, be- who's better than the other? That teams graphic that you sent earlier that was like yeah. the seven-way tie possibilities yeah. for all these different teams, <laughs> and that's actually how we came to the pipe dough pipe thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I the what what I've seen on the field, I'm not that impressed with them. I think if our defense plays the way that they played against Northwestern, plays the way that they get, did against Illinois, we should have no problem putting these guys away. I mean. I'm not going to try to portray the Northwestern game as closer than what it was, but first of all, it was a one score. It ended up being a one score game. Yeah. It's not like we, yes, defensively, we dominated them, but we, well, we also did everything we could offensively to give them a, like a 30 point lead in the first quarter. We did that against Illinois too, to at the end of the game. At and least and so, Illinois, yeah. Right? And so that's kind of what I'm, that's what made me feel like both of those games. I felt like the Northwestern game, even more than the Illinois game were, more dominant than what the score indicated. Mm-hmm. Just simply from the fact that, dude, we we were literally like, please take this W. Take it. Boop. Out Billy Kemp's arms. Take it. Please. Everything. Let me throw a pick the first game, the first play of the game. And we still seemingly dominated them. Like on defense, we had roughly three touchdown saving tackles. Um, even after those touchdown saving tackles or the turnovers. We were forcing field goals in the past. Hell, dude! In the had, past, we would allow every single one of those to be touchdowns. Absolutely. We also had two sacks in that game that took them out of field goal. Exactly. Range. That's or, what I'm saying. Or, so it's or like caused a penalty. It's like I know that we can watch that Northwestern game and look at our defense and say we that was a dominating win. Really it was dominant on one side of the ball. Exactly. It was dominant on one side of and the ball. And even that had moments, though. Like I said, if we didn't have those touchdown saving tackles, if you know, if we didn't basically get those two sacks to kick, make them out of field goal range just to make, put pressure on our offense to score. Again, it was still only a one score game. So it's not like we just blew those guys out either. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm not even saying that we're going to blow them out. It just feels like it's another one of those games that unless we really, really trip and fall hard over mm-hmm. our own dicks, we should come out on top of this one. But can you have confidence that we're not going to? I'm starting to have some more confidence, yeah. What has given you more confidence? That we're winning the games that we're still tripping all over our own dicks. But what has given... Back-to-back weeks of... Or back-to-back games of Illinois and Northwestern of us doing everything, everything boneheaded 
that we've been doing for the last mm-hmm. five years, but it coming out on the right side of things but, because of execution at the end of a game. So my question, I guess, should be phrased differently. What gives you confidence that we're not going to come out and step on our own dicks? Because I've said we've we've been doing that. The difference is we've been also finding a way to win. Yeah, I'm not asking you. We're making it ugly about confident on winning, but we're still going to come out and step on our own dicks. That's what yeah. we do. I'm confident that that's going to happen. That we're still going to step on yes, our own. Yes, okay, but it doesn't that's what mean I'm we still can't also dominate this team. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I think if yeah, as you step, you can tumble tumble over your own penis at the same time <laughs> that, that you drub someone else. You can do that. <laughs> So we're we're that talented this year. We did it against Illinois. We did it against Northwestern. Yeah, but we didn't <laughs> kick their ass. I mean, it's on defense. We did. Yeah, but That's on offense ha- we didn't. It's a half an ass kicking, man. That's part of stepping on your dick. I mean, it's it's half an ass kicking. <laughs> our offense was over there, dick dick stomping, and and our defense was ass kicking. So, uh, do you have any uh, unique? Uh, facts or exciting uh, tidbits of information for us? So I kind of really only have like a semi-trivia question for you. Are there any mob members that nope. are associated with these games? So I was a little disappointed because the one thing that I was going to come at you with, the fun fact, was that I read, and then I looked farther into this person, and I found out that it's not actually, it's a not a fact, it's, it's an alternate fact, I guess. That's kind of what people say nowadays. <laughs> so it's not true. So I can't really give you the fun Oh, fact. got it. You're, you're making up your own truth. I got it. That's that one, not mine, but that, what, what, I, what I had read was that there was a uh, philosophy professor at Purdue a long time ago, uh, Theater Kermit Scott. He was childhood friends with Jim Henson, the guy who created the Muppets. Yeah. And that's where the Kermit name came that's from. That's what they say <laughs> is that he was named you talk after like this. I don't know. But then, like I said, I looked into this Theodore Kermit Sm- Scott guy, and it, Wasn't sa- true. it said that, that w- the reports of that are untrue. That's so, funny. Um, so th- I guess this is kind of a trivia question. It has to do with Purdue. There are only two college teams that have three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Ooh. Obviously, one of them is Purdue. Can you either name the other school and or can you name the three Purdue quarterbacks? That won Super Bowls. One of them's pretty easy. Well, yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you if you thought we'd see Drew Brees and Lincoln this weekend. Probably not. Um, shit. I know, I know, uh, is it Notre Dame? No. Who is it? Alabama. It's kind of weird that Purdue is in the same company as Alabama. On well, any, at least on they anything. can claim it for something. <laughs> Who are the other two quarterbacks for Purdue? Len Dawson and Bob Greasy. Okay. So old, old. And I old. forgot Greasy went there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who Who were the three quarterbacks that have won it for Alabama? Joe Namath. You talk. You want to talk about old? Yeah. Joe Namath, Bart Starr, and Ken Stabler. Okay. I was going to say, like, I can't remember a, a yeah. recent Alabama quarterback no. that's won it. Stabler's the most recent. No that's shit. not recent. He's been on he's been on TV long enough that he's off TV. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I really kind of have as a fun thing, whatever. It was just uh yeah, only two colleges have three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Uh is there anybody playing this week that is exciting to you to see for the first time? Um hell. 
we have this isn't really going to be the first time this year. You mean the first time this year or first time? Yeah, first time in this offense and this okay. year or this defense if it's somebody new playing, but I'm going to do a little bit of a cop out. Sounds like we might get Newsom back this year. Be fun to see him in this defense or this week, I mean. Uh no, Buford, you mean. Buford, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Newsom's been playing. <laughs> um yeah, Buford would be one, but I'm going to do a little bit of a cop out and this guy has played this year, but it's been like one game and it's been just a few plays. I want to see him in a full game. And that's Teddy Prohaska. You stole mine. Bastard. <laughs> you fucking stole mine. I I need to see him like step up, dude. Yeah. For being a kid, step up. It's well, time I, to go. I don't know what the situation is. I don't want to speculate on what the situation is. I have zero idea. Whether it's injury, whether it's mental, I don't know. Um He's been getting a lot of playing time the last few games. No, nah, I wouldn't say a lot. I don't think he played last game. Yeah, he did. He rotated in. He came in and finished the game for Corcoran. I thought the injury at Corcoran was like at the end of the game. I didn't remember when that injury happened with Corcoran, so I don't... I'd have to double check. Yeah. But, um, but still, we haven't seen him play significant time. I guess that's the whole point with Prohaska. Yeah. He hasn't played significant time. So that's that's my guy because... I mean, we talked about with the talent-wise and stuff like that. We need the guys that are uh, came here as highly touted to live up to what they were expected. Yeah. And that's from top to bottom. Malachi Coleman needs to step up more, obviously, without Billy Kemp. The other freshman wide receiver, Dawson Lloyd, need to step up. All of these guys... The more these guys go down, hell, Latovsky has to step up. We, he, we haven't been all that impressed with him, but he's going to be the starter at right guard. So, you know, he's got to step up. And then as we continue... They, they, did they say yet whether or not Nuelli was going to be out for... They said two weeks. Just, they, they said two weeks now? Okay. Now, granted, that, you know, you could have a setback, whatever else like that, but they said two weeks. They said he'll be back in two weeks. Now, does that mean he'll be back for the Maryland game? Or even the hell, the Michigan State game is he going to miss two games or two weeks? I, I don't know. Um, so it sounds like he'll be back. They're, they, it didn't seem like they were not confident not to get him back at all at any point. But we need these guys to step up. Yeah, and he, again, even the guys that were probably only going to be playing for four games to have the red shirt, the guys like a S- Sam Sledge. Or the kid from Plattsmith, the Knack, uh, or Knutson, um, offensive lineman. Those guys are probably going to get some time. And Who's that kid out of South Dakota, too? I don't remember. He's a beast. I can't remember for sure, but that's what that's what I'm wondering is how much we're going to see some of, those, some of those guys that are true freshmen that are going to uh, be limited to four games through our last five yeah. here, but which four games are they going to get in on? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a, uh, you know, Save one or two of them back and and let them start next week. Or are we going to dump them in there this week in hopes that thinking you know Newell is going to come back in two weeks? You know what else? What else could we potentially get back? What are we going to see from Prohaska? Well, and that's what I was saying to my coworker about you know because he was asking you know what with the lack of strength of schedule for the rest of the season and my, one of the things I responded to him was we can piece together these true freshmen playing in only four games because it's not like we have a Michigan and Ohio state game in these last five, you know, we have an easier schedule where it's 
it's much more comfortable to piece together these true freshmen in without a whole lot of pressure. And again, going to our four games, and we only need two of the next five to get to a bowl game. It's not like we have a bunch of pressure to, oh my God, we, or like at the Purdue situation, they have to win four of their last five to make a bowl game. We don't have that pressure. So being able to piece together the four games for these true freshmen is going to be a big luxury for us. Yeah. It's nice that we actually have the ability to do that too. It's feels kind of weird that we have that ability. <laughs> it feels good, but it feels weird. <laughs> That's I think in other in in prior years having freshmen come in and fill those gaps would have scared me. But like we just posted on on our Facebook page the other day um, or on, even on X that uh, that picture that was of the was it nine or eleven I think it was, I think nine, it was nine yeah nine true freshmen that got in the game against Northwestern and mm-hmm. a lot of them had real impact. Mm-hmm. What's to say that that's only going to happen on the defensive side of the ball? Nothing. Uh, they they these guys are clearly evaluating talent appropriately at least for the most part. Maybe not at the quarterback position. We've already had that conversation. Yeah. But everywhere else, it seems like especially on the defensive side of the ball. Talent evaluation's there, and the growth is there enough, at least, that these kids can come in and be impactful. Well, I mean, we talked about it at the quarterback position as far as whether talent evaluation, yes or no. We don't have any options there. We clearly have options at the other positions. Yes. So that's the bonus. Yeah. Yep, I'm excited to see that. Are you ready to jump into the questions? I'm ready when you are. Awesome, man. Fired off. Question one. Emmett Johnson rushing yards. Oof. 74 and a half. Oh. Purdue is 11th in the Big Ten, allowing 153 yards per game. They have allowed a running back to rush for over 75 yards in six of the seven games. Now, they've allowed seven people to rush for over 75 yards, but one of them was the quarterback for Syracuse who rushed for like 190-something yards. That was the first thing I was going to start with on my answer. Yeah. And uh, Nebraska has only had one running back this season go over 75 yards. And that was Grant. Yeah. He went over 100. So Emmett Johnson rushing yards at 74 and a half. Is he going to get to 75? He was two yards short yesterday or last week. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go under on this just simply from the standpoint of I think that Anthony Grant will still continue to get carries Mm -hmm. as long as he didn't have a bad week at practice this week. He should see the field more in this game. Um, I also think Harburg, they're going to go back to more of what they were doing prior to the Northwestern game, and Harburg is going to look more confident running the ball. Because we talked about that. He had a couple of those you know, third and long situations where he was put in a QB draw situation where the, the pocket collapsed just enough that he froze, and he looked like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. I don't want to fumble. I don't want to whatever. Um, that's not what he looked like prior and I think that in order for him to keep the starting job and keep pushing himself he's going to have to play like he did prior to the Northwestern game uh, just before I give my answer uh, Matt sent me in all of his answers he said uh, he's taking the under Emmett Johnson will continue to take more snaps and is getting better every game but we will see a healthy amount of Grant and Purdue is going to be expecting the run Um, I think that's going to be the case the rest of the way out yeah Everybody's going to key on the run for yeah. us. Uh, I'm taking the under as well, be, mainly because I want to make sure that our offensive line is getting pieced together correctly, uh, you know, functionally. 
Um, the weather in the game is going to be super cold. I think they're going to have to rotate in more running backs because of that, just try to, you know, get people out there. So it's going to be chilly. It's not going to be like frozen. 42 I, degrees isn't super cold. I, I heard chances of snow, so I don't know. What? I, I heard somebody say today that the weather the re- weather report went down to like 39 for the game. So, well, the difference know. between 42 and 39 is not tremendous. Well, it's still colder. It is colder. Um, and they haven't played in that yet this year, so that's it's true. not like they're used and to they it. can't practice in it this week because it's fucking 80 degrees exactly. outside. <laughs> so I'm going with the under. Also, it's a little bit of a prove it. It's like cool, Emmett Johnson. You had a great game last week. I appreciate that. I think you are getting better. Um, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. And hell, even last week, he didn't get over 75. So just do you again, I guess I'll phrase it that way. Question two. Length of the longest touchdown run for Nebraska in yards. 14 and a half yards. I'm going over. Uh, Harburg's going to burst a big one. We've had 11 rushing touchdowns this season. Eight of them have been 25 yards or under. Six of those eight have been 11 yards or shorter. You said you said it at 14 and a half? 14 and a half. Yeah, I'm going over. Okay. I just think I think we have at least one of those explosive plays a game, it seems like. Um, last game, it happened to be a pass. But not necessarily running the ball. No, that's, I know. That's what I'm saying. Last game, it happened to be a pass, but that was a, that was a one-off. Yeah. Because the rest of them, every other explosive play we've had has, has been running the ball, or at least we've had one in each game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt took the under on 14 and a half. He, he said, we will see lots of running, but they do, but they will expect it to going to be a slow and steady push. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to go off of the averages. Like I said, six of the eight t- rushing touchdowns that have been under 25 yards have also been under 11 yards. So I'm just going to go use the numbers and I'm going to go with the under on 14 and a half. Cool. Number three, Nebraska tackles for loss, seven and a half. Oof. Purdue has allowed the 12th most tackles for loss in the Big Ten at 50. Purdue has allowed eight tackles for loss per game in Big Ten play. Nebraska has the third most tackles for loss in the Big Ten at 45. And they are averaging six per game in Big Ten play, Nebraska is. So I got the number at seven and a half. Mm. Mm. I know we had 13 last week, which was great. I'm going to go with the under simply because I feel like this is one of those games. I Here's the real reason. Because I got fucking embarrassed by that Mike Leach bullshit. <laughs> And we're saying that their offensive coordinator is a Mike Leach prodigy guy, which the last Mike Leach prodigy offense that we played was able to dink and dunk us everywhere, Mm -hmm. and it kept us from getting to the quarterback. They got rid of the ball really quickly. I feel like they do that some already, so we're going to see them getting that ball out as fast as they can, especially after they have tape on Northwestern getting tossed around like ragdolls last week. Yep. I think we get to probably five or six. I don't think we get past seven. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the under as well. Uh, I kind of just going with the averages. Like we had, what was it? Six against uh, Illinois and Illinois offensive line was fucking atrocious. So but they were doing a good job of getting the ball out fast. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the under on that. 
Matt is uh, taking the over because our defense is still on a high, but I think the number is eight. So he's not going much over, but he's going to go with the over as well. Over's over. I don't care if it's 400. Yep. Which would be super fucking cool if we got 400 tackles for loss. No, it wouldn't. Why are they running 400 <laughs> plays in a fucking game? Well, they wouldn't be What running. is our offense doing? Well, they wouldn't be running 400 plays <laughs> if they have 400 tackles for loss. Yeah. Three and out. Interception. Three and out. Interception. Three and out. Interception. How have they had 12 possessions in the first quarter? Well, if, if we just kept throwing interceptions, we know damn well it'd still be Harburg. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of throwing the ball, question four. Oh, here we go. Thomas spicy. Thomas Fedoni targets, not catches, targets. What's he averaging? He is averaging, well, he's had 12 targets in the last two games. He, I think he said he's averaging uh, be five, four to five-ish, but lately he's gotten much more. As far as on the season, he's aver- his average is lower than what it's been. Mainly because everybody seems like every week he's losing another wide receiver that we like to throw to. So his targets are going up. We lost another wide receiver that we seemingly like to throw to with Billy Kemp again. So I figured we'll let, he had seven Is targets. Is it that last he week. likes to throw to them though? Because Harvard that's my does. thing. Does he like to throw to them or are those plays called and given to him? True. That's my that's my thing about But the, the offense the has Harburg. to adjust with not having these guys. Yeah. But clearly also Harburg has been liking to throw to Thomas Fedoni for whatever reason. Yeah. He had seven targets last week. I'm gonna put the number at six and a half targets for this game against Purdue. He's had he's averaged <clears throat> six targets per game in the last two games. Them being five or six years playing together and him being basically the only comfort zone left for Harburg. I'm going to go over with that just simply out of that fact. And they know that I feel like the offense knows that they have to get Fedoni involved just because of his, his size and athleticism. And if we're going to move the ball in the air at all, which seemingly because of the way that they're keying in so hard on our offense or on our uh, run game, we're going to have to get some of those shorter passes to come in. Mm-hmm. He's our guy for that. He's our guy for that. And seeing, seeing him and, uh, that Jaden Doss get across the middle a little bit more. That's going to be a, a major key to this game, I think, and us moving the ball steady. Yeah. Uh, Matt is taking the under. He says, dude couldn't catch the fucking ball last game. Young guys starting to take those attempts away. I'm going with the under. There's a part of me that says that you should take the over just because uh, of Kemp went out. Kemp went going out, but I'm taking the under because we don't we're not I don't know that we're going to throw the ball enough. It's just math. Like last week we threw the ball 17 times. I'd be shocked if we throw the ball more than that. We might throw the ball less than that. And I'm I guess maybe part of this is hopeful that I'm hoping that they make more of an effort to get the freshman wide receivers involved in the offense so you throw the ball to them a little bit more. And then just by math, you're just not going to have enough passes to go to Fedoni. They're still going to throw the ball a lot to him. Hell, this number could be six. But I'm not going to go over six and a half. Well, how many pass attempts do you think we have in this game? Like I said. It's it's ramped up the last three games in a row. We only had 17 last week. That's not ramping up. Prior to that, we only had like 14 in Illinois, didn't we? I I don't have that number on me. Regardless, 
I I feel like I feel like we're passing the ball a little bit more. They're trying to put it in his hands, throw the ball a little bit more. So, uh, no, I take it back. It was twenty four. Yeah, I think they're trying to prove a point with him. I think that's that's all part of this, and it's been that way all season long. In my opinion, they're proving something with him, but not the, not the point that they <laughs> we're want. Not, to prove. We're not going down that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I just we had, keep getting blasted for it. I don't care. Yeah, I, that's why I don't read the comments. You do. <laughs> Got to engage. Uh, nope, not with those people. Question five: Fumbles by Nebraska. This is not fumbles lost. This is just straight up fumbles. Nebraska is the worst in the country per game with 2.7 fumbles per game. Four last week didn't help. Exactly. Uh, They are averaging three fumbles per game in the last three games. So the number is two and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that laugh says a lot. (laughs) That says you want to take the over, but you don't want to be so negative. Here's the thing for me. <laughs> I actually like this question better than the uh, total net turnovers question. Like the turnover margin. Yeah, because then, then I have to rely on oh, how many times are they going to fuck it yeah. up, too. Yeah. Um, so this feels easier. And every time I go hopeful, I feel like I lose, but I have to stay hopeful on this one. <laughs> I'm taking the under. You said it at two and a half, two right? Two and a half. I'm taking the under. I, I think, think three and a half is too easy to say under. I think it so, will probably still be two. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like Harburg has to that have to that has to have been the primary thing they were talking to him about all week long was he was careless with the ball last week. Mm-hmm. And that has to be something that they were just drilling into him all week long. Dude, you have to hold on to the ball. More than anything else, we're pulling Anthony Grant. He's got he's got his running mate right there that has been pulled out of the game and essentially set on the bench. For exactly that. You have to be more careful with the ball. You've got to be paying more attention when you're throwing it, but especially when you're holding on to it. And for the love of God, you can't let a snap hit you in the hands because you're already looking up. Yep. Pay attention. Slow down. Do the things, the fundamental things that got you the starting job in the first place. Just like I said about the running. He has to have more confidence in the fundamentals and simplified things. If they start getting too complex with him, that's when I think we're going to see the train run off the tracks. Yep. So you're going with the under. Matt's going with the over, and he ju- he simply said two words: prove it. So I I, I can't, get that. I can't disagree. But <laughs> I think the wild card here is Anthony Grant. Yeah, the wild card here is Anthony Grant because if he gets a lot more play this week, yeah, but again, he's only going to get a cough one up, and they're going to pull. I understand that, but. I don't want to just put it on these two guys because, like I said last week to you, this it's contagious on this team. It is. It's everybody. Everybody needs more focus on holding onto the ball. But you saw Emmett every single time he was getting touched. He had two hands mm-hmm. wrapping that thing like it was everything in the world. And the first we we talked about it on the recap. The first run that Anthony Grant came out and had, he was running angry. He was running hard. He got twelve yards and a first down on first down. But he also had the ball up here, and he was swinging it around like a crazy man. Would have been easy to rip that out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a thing that he has to get rid of. I Everything in me tells me to go with Matt and say, prove it. But I'm going with the under. I'm not really sure why. I just... Three I, fumbles a game is a hard thing to live up to. Like, that's a lot of fumbles. Yeah, but it's what they are averaging the last three games. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. a hard average to keep up. I know. 
And, you know, also, hell, I answered one of these other questions based on the weather that we're going to have. I probably should take the over be based on the weather, but I don't know. Something about it, I'm just taking the under. Question six. Field goals made by both teams combined. Nebraska, as we know, is not very good. It's gotten better, but still, as a whole for the season, we are four. Attempts have been limited. Yes. We're four of eight on the season so far. I put this question in there because Purdue is three of nine. Holy shit. Yeah. At least we're not that. Exactly. So, field goals made by both teams in this game, I put it at two and a half. Seems like it should be an easy over, but both teams aren't very good at kicking field goals. And again, the weather could play a factor in this. So Yeah. I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. Simply because I think the weather is going to play the main factor. Mm-hmm. I just pulled up the actual weather for the afternoon, specifically on Saturday. It's looking like a mid-afternoon high of 40. Cloudy and cold with brief showers. Yeah. So we, we should be seeing some wind gusts. We should be seeing some some slippery turf setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think ground and pound, slow and steady, kind of like what Matt said about that other one that kind of makes me want to change my answer on it now. Um yeah, I'm, I'm just going under because I don't think we're going to take those chances. Yeah. I'm going with the under just because of the weather, period. And also, I, I, one of the other Purdue podcasts that I listened to today, they were talking about how, with how bad their field goal kicking is right now, they might just go for fourth. Yeah, they just won't go, go, go for, for it. on fourth yeah. down a lot, if depending on the situation that they are on the field. So I'm going to go with the under on that. Matt is taking the over, but mainly because he thinks the game could be six to three so <laughs> that's three field goals <laughs> wow why not six to nine matthew make it super sweet super yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> question seven who will ho- who will score 21 points or more one team both teams or neither team one team I'm not asking you who who you think. No, that's fine. I, I mean, I know. I'm who, saying I one. know who you think. You like your little triplicate of choices. <laughs> it's uh, it's. This it's isn't a push. No, this is. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's 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 one team. Okay. Matt is saying neither, mainly because you take the well, under every week. Six. Well, no, I mean, he's just take the under on whatever points. Take the under. Well, I mean, even if we score twenty-one. 21 points or more. So, yeah, 20. Well, yeah, if yeah. we score, tw- are you setting it 21 and a half or 21 if flat? Who who will score more? 21 points or more. Okay, yeah. One, so one 20 team, and a half, essentially. One team, both teams, yeah. or neither team. Nope, I, I would go I would go one team because even, even if you just look at the over under on this, which is 39 and a half, if Nebraska scores 21 and we win by the, the spread is two and a half, mm-hmm. you're still hitting the under on the, the 39 and yeah. a half. Um, I struggle between one and neither. I'm not definitely not taking both. I mean, that's that'd be silly to take both. And Purdue does average 23 points per game, but they haven't played this defense yet. Yes, they played Ohio State and they scored seven points. They scored seven points. They scored 14 points against Illinois. Yeah, they only scored 17 points against Wisconsin. Um, really, the outlier in their scoring because they they've only hit the 20 mark. Twice, that was 20 on the dot against Syracuse, which they lost. And then they scored 44 against Illinois. Mm-hmm. So really, they don't score 23 no. points a game. No, it's highly skewed. It's an outlier. They yeah. score closer to that 17 mark uh, 
I, I I think that's an easy one to run off. But then Nebraska only averages eighteen point seven per game, so it's I mean we literally don't even get to that twenty one number. Um, I'm gonna go with the under or not under. I'm sorry, neither. The neither because I will take the neither. I I've said I don't even know. It, we struggle to score twenty points at any given moment. Yeah. So if it's going to be that much of a struggle to even score twenty against teams that we should be scoring more on, what makes who's me- a moron? More. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Uh, what makes me think that we can do that against Purdue or really anybody? So I'm going with the neither. Uh, even though I hope it's one in that. The other thing that just dawned on me too, he had an amazing game plan for Nebraska last year. It's not to say that he, I mean, it's defensively. Not coach. It's not the same. Oh, you mean no, Ryan no, no, no. I'm, talk, I'm talking Illinois. I apologize. I'm, I'm not saying he has the same My brain defense. is still on Purdue. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not saying he has the same defense. No. But he also schemed really well for us last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's had a week to prepare for it. Yeah. And, he, and he's, it, God, it does seem like it's very much a defensive battle this week. I, don't, I just don't know. And, and also, not just. In a general sense of Nebraska this year, we struggle to score 20 points. We are now going into this game with just, you know, this week to prepare with three less offensive linemen that we've started most of the season. Yeah. One less of our big time running backs that we have been, you know, so wanting to rely on all year. You know, it's been a topic of conversation all week that. If you take the starting 11 from the Minnesota game, we only have three guys now that have started every single game on the starting 11 on offense. Like, it's crazy. And we're still in a, ch- in a possibility to not just win the West, but go to a bowl game as well. That's nuts. That is fucking nuts. Like, so, fucking like somebody crazy. said, if we go to a bowl game with the scenario that we've had this offense, Matt Rule should be hands down... Big Ten Coach of the Year. Go to a bowl game? If, or go to the big, if, big... if we have this scenario that we're having right now with, like I said, eight of the 11 starters on offense, and you're still able to piece it together and I go to a, to a bowl, bowl game... for the first time since 2016. In your first year, all that stuff. Yeah, Matt Rule's coach... He should be Coach of the Year. He won't be, but he should be. On the Big Ten, I mean... The other, the other one you have to look at is the Northwestern situation. Yeah. And how well they're playing. Well, I mean, hell, if he can piece it together and get to a bowl game, he's the big, Jesus, he's the yeah. coach of the year. <laughs> Fuck, he brought them out of the fucking car wash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what, what Was that question five? That was it. That was question that was seven. It? Question that seven. Okay, Jesus. I was not keeping track of what question we were on. Um, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup. Just yeah, we did have a hiccup. Um. <laughs> Sorry if we seemed disheveled. We <laughs> had a dog decide to drag our soundboard off the fucking table. Um, thank you, Baxter. Uh, Nebraska, as far as spread goes in this, is only favored by two and a half. We talk a lot about how home field advantage typically gets you three. Mm-hmm. So they think this is a damn near evenly matched game. Yep. Uh, all the FPIs have it within five to ten percent one direction or the other. I've seen a couple favoring Purdue by 52, 53%. Nebraska, just using ESPN's analytics, is, is favoring as a straight 50, 52%. Uh, we already talked about the weather. Uh, the over-under is 39 and a half. Under? Easy. You and Matt are taking the under. We already know that. Yeah. 
Um, I think I I very confidently say Nebraska wins this uh, and covers the spread two and a half. Um, I like that spread being where it is because something about this week to me feels like monkey off the back type of week. It feels like, I don't know why, I just have this weird Homer positivity going on in my brain about this you? Just, no way. It feels no, but no, but <laughs> no, I, I'm, I, I'm I've kidding. tried I'm to just, tame that a little bit I'm this year. I'm busting your balls. No, I know. <laughs> I've tried to tame that a little bit this year, though. Uh, it, even though it hasn't helped my picks, but it's it just feels like one of those like it, at some point the dam is going to break open, and this progress that we're seeing that's been super slow but steady is going to take a big step forward at some point. And this feels like it, it could be setting up for one of those moments, especially because. Matt Rule loves to be dirty and play in the trenches and play those types of games. I'm excited about it. He had him out, you know, doing sleds in the snow last last spring because he wanted to prepare for cold, shitty games in Nebraska. I'm not saying that doing something six months ago yeah. prepared you for the cold, but it's not like they haven't thought about it, talked about it, done about it. So I feel like they're going to bust this one open. I see a score somewhere. I truly see a score somewhere in that like twenty four to twenty seven ish range for Nebraska and holding them to like six, holding them to six, maybe nine. It's eight. I'm still adjusting to hearing somebody say this team's gonna bust it open, and you only say twenty four, twenty seven points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not talking no. about forty five point win here. Like I understand we're not running why, off with this but, one. Because the thing is. That would be busting it but out for us. That sounds like a like, huge, a huge, huge victory right there. But it's just the ramp up of you going like, I think we're gonna break this one out. I think we're gonna the bubble is gonna burst and blah 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 all this stuff. You're thinking, you know, maybe minimum thirty five points as you're building this up. It just feels then, to me like we could see some success come no, I, in some different positions yeah. where it's finally like, look, man, we're down, we're down and out on especially the offensive side of the ball. We've lost so many people. Get out there, just have fun and play football. Mm-hmm. Hold on to the ball, but go play fun. Go play football and have fun. Stop being so worried about making the mistakes and doing all that stuff. Like I was all prepared as you were ramping that up to just. I was like, he's gonna say thirty something points, <laughs> and I'm nope. like, and I'm like, okay, you got to just be like, fuck off, like just yep. <laughs> immediately. But no, you, I would, I would deserve that if I said that. <laughs> uh, I I do think we cover the spread as well. I we are. I think we're gonna win this game. Um, it was also kind of funny on one of the. Purdue podcast that I listened to, they were like, oh yeah, Nebraska, or um, Purdue should be favored in this game. This was, they actually recorded this last week, so they didn't have the point spread or whatever. Oh, sure. They, they made the comment, they said, uh, you know, Purdue should be favored like 75% of the time against Nebraska this year. Based on what? That's, that was kind of my point. Like, I was just like. Like, the what? Well, what? Obviously, these guys haven't watched many of our games. Or I don't any care. Of the games I don't care about they us. Were talking about Harburg being a pocket passer. What about Purdue has given you that confidence either? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to say that you should be negative about your team or what all that stuff, but be realistic. What What about Purdue this year has given you any confidence at 75 percent? Hell, I just picked Nebraska to win this game. I sure as fuck am not at 75 percent because no. I don't fucking know. But I I feel like I have massive positivity and 
a, a breakout game coming for us, and I still wouldn't say it's seventy five percent guarantee we're winning. No, there's there's no reason for that. No, um, but yeah, the under on the total, Nebraska gets the point spread. I think it could be at three, as far as you know, we kick one of those field goals and we win the game. I I already picked it. I don't think either team's going to get to twenty one points. I kind of think it's going to be very similar to the Nebraska Northwestern game, where it's going to be a seventeen ish points to roughly 10 and it'll probably be a one score game and it might be a nail biter because we don't hold on to the ball for various different reasons whether it's fumbles or interceptions hopefully it's interceptions if that's the case that way i can win that one i don't want either <laughs> one of them. but uh yeah and i i just want to see the defense keep dominating because that's the one thing about this team that keeps making me happy oh yeah no it's been exciting did Matt give a... He did not. He didn't give a score prediction. Nope. I honestly I didn't even think about that. I should have We know him. he'd be under. Oh, gosh. We know he'd be under, but I also think he'd be over. Uh, he'd be he'd be on Nebraska for I, this I, spread. Looking at his picks, I would say he's picking Nebraska, but I'd be willing to bet it's probably... Well, I mean, he, he did, said six he did to say three. six to three. That's a three point. That's three points. It covers. <laughs> yeah. So we're going with it. Matt, you're locked in. <laughs> I'm excited to watch this game this weekend. I am too. I'm, I'm excited to see what we... Uh, what we can piece together on that offensive line. Let's go fuck them up. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Pornester football history. 